the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In just a few short days, many people around the world will celebrate Christmas. The question that needs to be asked is, what are people celebrating? With commercialism at an all-time high and the world focusing more on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and Great Thursday, Pastor Rander thinks it's time to point out the true meaning of Christmas. Now let's listen in. And Father, we thank you for the privilege of preaching your word. We bless you now. Anoint me to preach. We pray against satanic distractions. And we pray, Lord, that you would say what you want for this period of time to the glory of God. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, amen. amen. Well, you can turn your Bibles to Romans 12, 1. Uh, that's the first scripture we'll be uh, referencing. But uh, the title of this, this series that I'll be preaching for the next three Sundays is, What Are You Worshiping This Christmas? What are you worshiping this Christmas? This is the theme that I'll be coming from for a number of weeks. What are you worshiping this Christmas? The Christmas season is jammed tight with so many schedules, so many to-do lists. We have decorations, we have preparations for, for entertaining guests, then there's the shopping, there's the Preparing for activities at Christmas time and festivities and parties, social events, and exchanging of gifts, all of which is a good thing. It is during this time of the year that we are actually inundated with Christmas commercials, sales, promotions, and with everyone vying for our money and time. It is possible for the Christmas season to come and go and you miss genuinely worshiping the Christ of Christmas. Some folk go throughout the Christmas season and not experience Christmas. What are you worshiping this Christmas? Who are you worshiping this Christmas? This particular message is designed to refocus our attention and energy on worshiping the Christ of Christmas, who is the true meaning and essence of Christmas. If we go to the scripture, it will draw us back in. The scriptures will settle us down. The Bible will refocus our attention on who Christ is the Bible will tell us why Jesus came to earth and what he expects of us as his children this Christmas season and all year round. Sadly, so many Christians even go through the Christmas season and not experience the reality of Christmas. As your pastor, it is my heart's desire 
for you to experience Christmas in a fresh new way, that you don't get caught up in the hype and all the festivities and activities, that God will settle you down and you would just simply enjoy Jesus. And you can't enjoy Jesus until you know Jesus. The question is, do you know him? He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody, no one comes to the Father but by me. And then once you know Christ, he wants you to worship him this Christmas season. But if you're going to worship him, you, first, you must first of all ask yourself, what is worship? How are you going to worship unless you know what worship is? And let, let me give you what the scripture says worship is. Let us go to the scriptures to define worship. In Romans 12, 1, uh, true worship is to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. That's, that's worship, presenting your bodies, your temple as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Christ is to be the object of our worship. Christ is to be the object of our worship. John 4, 24 says, God is spirit and those who worship him, there it is, must, not might, not should, must worship him in spirit and truth. Psalms 29.2 tells us what worship is. See, the scripture tells you what worship is. Psalms 29.2 tells us that ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name in splendor and holiness. That's worship. You know what worship is? Worship is Psalms 95.2a, which says, that worship is to come into his presence with thanksgiving. That's worship. Some folk come to God's house mad. Some folk come to God's house mean. Some folk come to God's house with an entitlement mentality. Some folk come to God's house in pride and arrogance. Only when you come into God's house with a heightened sense of thanksgiving, can you truly worship God? Worship means to exalt God and praise our Lord for the wonderful things he has done for us. To exalt and praise our Lord for the wonderful things he has done for us. You know what worship is? It's found in Isaiah 25 and 1, which says, O Lord, you are my God, I will exalt you. I will praise your name, for you have done wonderful things. That's worship. Beloved, to sum it up, worship is an attitude of the heart that is filled with praise. Worship is an attitude of the heart that is filled with praise. Your heart should be filled with thanksgiving and adoration to God. Worship is an attitude of the heart that is filled with praise, thanksgiving, and adoration to God. Worship is to magnify and adore the Most High God with all of our inner being, with all of our mind, our soul, and our spirit. We are to worship him, not partly, but 
in, in totality with all of our mind, all of our body, all of our soul and spirit, we are to worship God. You know what worship is? Worship is to interact with Christ. It is to elevate Christ, elevate his name. It is to elevate his person. You know what worship is? Worship is to celebrate Christ. This is a celebration today. You ought to celebrate him everywhere you go to celebrate Christ. Worship is to honor Christ, to pay homage to Christ, and to acknowledge his deity. You say, what is deity? His godness. Christ alone is worthy of our highest praise this Christmas season and throughout the year. I've given you quite an insight of what worship really is. Let's look at some biblical characters who worship Christ in the Christmas narrative. Let's look at some biblical characters who worship Christ in the Christmas narrative. Number one, the angels worship Christ. Luke 2, 13 through 14 says, And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of the heavenly hosts. Look, underline, praising God. These are angels, angelic beings. And they were saying, they talk, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. The angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds with a message of hope and good news of great joy that will be for all people. The news was so great that the glory of the Lord shone all around them, which frightened the shepherds. Thank God it was good news. If if it were bad news, the shepherds would have been in trouble. The angels did not come with bad news. All we hear today is bad news. They brought some good news that a Savior is born The scripture says in verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. The shepherds were so overwhelmed and literally being enveloped with praise and worship from multitudes of angels who lit up the night sky, the likes of which they had never experienced. They looked to the east and west, north, they just saw angels everywhere. Allow me to get angels? Yes, angels. Say angels. When last time you saw angels, you say, well, I've never seen one. Perhaps you have experienced angels and didn't even know it. You'll see that in just a moment. Uh, angels are real. They are, with, they are real. Allow me to give. I, I wish I could do a whole message right now on angelology, but time will not permit. So let's, let me give you just a just a concise version of um, angelology, just to whet your appetites to go study. Uh, Angels were created, first of all, angels were created by God for the purpose of honoring and worshiping him. They were created by God for the purpose of honoring and worshiping him. Revelation 4, 8 says, the four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come, holy, 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 hol
holy, holy. We've been 10,000 years, holy, 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 holy. 50,000, 20,000, 1 million years. You know, years are not, it, it, it's no years in heaven, by the way. I'm just talking in terms that we can connect with. But, but 100,000 years from now, holy, 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 holy. They, don't, they can't even get tired of saying holy, excited about holy. Y'all say amen one time and you tired. Holy, 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 Angels were created by God for the purpose of honoring and worshiping him. Second insight on angels. There are are angels of light and angels of darkness. When Satan, who was once the angel Lucifer rebelled against God and fell from heaven, one-third of the angelic host joined his insurrection. A glimpse into that is found into Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 15, which says, you were blameless in your ways, and from the days you were created till unrighteousness was found in you. Revelation 12, 3 through 4 uh, and you say, well, how did, how did he, how, did he how, how was unrighteousness found with him? How was sin found in Satan? I thought heaven was all perfect and all of that. How could he sin like that in heaven? But you got to realize he was a free volitional, free will creature. And he was lifted up in his own pride, which resulted in his fall. Revelation 12, 3 through 4 and verse 9 also says, And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the great dragon, that's another name for Satan, was thrown down the ancient serpent, another name for Satan, who is called the devil, another name for Satan, and Satan, which I just said Satan, the deceiver of the world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with them. Angels of light became angels of darkness because they rebelled against God on his throne. The height of pride is him is Satan being in heaven, Lucifer, wanting to exalt himself above God. Above God. Uh, he was smelling himself. And God took care of him. And you know, some folk will follow folk anywhere. Even in heaven. That was a following. The following. One third of the angelic host fell because of being led and deceived by Lucifer. You say, well, how many was that one third? We don't know the numbers of angels. All we can say, it was a countless bunch of them. 
and demons. And so many of you, I wish I could talk more about this, but many of y'all think Satan can be everywhere, but Satan is not omnipresent. You just think he's omnipresent, but he's got demons that he can move and he makes the main events and then he uses demons to go all the other places. Satan, Satan is not everywhere at one time. Satan, Satan, Satan's power doesn't equal power, the power of God. God is God all by himself. But he got demons he can dismiss and dispatch here and there and everywhere at a moment's notice. And it seems like the devil himself is there. These fallen angels are known as demons. On the other hand, angels of light are known by their worship and obedience to God. He said, how do you know that? Psalms 103 verse 20 says, bless the Lord, O you his angels. Look at that. You mighty ones. They're mighty. Now, don't, don't say, oh, I saw an angel two minutes ago. No, you didn't. <laughs> if you saw an angel... You pass out, stumble over stuff, trip, and fall down. That's right. They're, just, they're majestic beings. Oh, you, his angels, you mighty ones who do his word. Whose word? God's word. Obeying the voice of his word, just like we should be doing. Another insight on angels. Angels are ministering spirits to believers. Angels are ministering spirits to believers. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14 says, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? That's us, y'all, believers. Many of us have had personal encounters with angels without knowing it. I wish I had time to give you some personal illustrations. Without knowing it, Hebrews 13:2 substantiates this point and validates it. It says, "Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have entertained angels without knowing it." Be careful. You don't know. Watch how you talk to folk you don't know. When you get to heaven, God says, huh, "I had an angel sent to minister to you." But you so ugly, I had to call him back. <laughs> and he'll give you the time, the date, the place, and he'll remind you of it. Be good, y'all. Don't be difficult. Another insight on angels, angels move at God's command, and they stay ready at any moment to travel and speak whenever instructed by God. Again, angels move at God's command and they stay ready at any moment to travel and speak whenever instructed by God. Luke, I love this passage, dealing with Zechariah. Uh, Luke 119 says, and the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel. My goodness. He wasn't expecting Gabriel when he woke up that morning. Gabriel? That's you? I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. On a mission, sent. He was where he's supposed to be. 
So sometimes y'all can't do God's will because you're, you're not where you belong. You know, you scop, you all over the place. You can't find a church home. You're 50 years looking for a good church, a perfect church. When you get there, when you get there, it won't be perfect because you're there. I, can you imagine, let me just hold, hold on to that. See, see, y'all read too fast. I am Gabriel. What if you saw, what if Gabriel came and talked to you? She would probably have an instant heart attack. Who stands in the presence of God. He came from heaven with a message. Listen, when an angel comes with a message, you better pray it's good. Let me give you another insight before I get too caught up in this. Uh, uh, angels do battle when instructed by God. In other words, angels know how to fight. He said, who, who do they fight against? They fight against other fallen angels. I wish I could get, read you that account of Daniel. They fight against demonic forces and they fight against people. They know how to fight. They fight in a way that we don't understand. Second Kings chapter 19 Verses 34 and 35. 2 Kings 19, 34 and 35. Look, 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 let me just give you this one instance. For I will defend this city to save it from my own sake and for my servant David's sake. And it came to pass on a certain night that the angel of the Lord went out and killed in the camp of the Assyrian 185,000. One angel killed one, look at that, 185,000. And he wasn't just with a suicide, oh, I'm so tired, I'm just on 100. I got thousands more to go. Oh, God, why? This? No, he just, he just, whoo, and it was over. Oh, just, all the angel had to do was, 185,000 die at one time. That's just one angel, not five, not 50, one angel. And when, when people arose early in the morning, there were the corpse all dead. In other words, when they strike, they don't miss. One angel. Can you imagine what two or five or 10 would have done? Wow. One angel instantly slew 185,000 Assyrians. Beloved, this is overwhelming supernatural power. Please don't mess with God and don't mess with God's children. Let me tell you, I'm not through talking about angels. This is just a synopsis. This could be a six-week sermon just on angels. Angels are used as instruments of judgment on unbelieving and rebellious people and nations. Angels are used as instruments of judgment on unbelievers and rebellious people and nations. In Genesis 19, 13, it says, for we are about to destroy this place. This is Sodom and Gomorrah. Because of the outcry against its people has become great before the Lord. And the Lord sent us to destroy. Look, sent us to destroy it. Filled with the spirit of homosexuality. And matter of fact, there wasn't even 10 righteous folk in the city. So it could not even be 
spared. Angels are used as instruments of judgment on unbelieving and rebellious people and nations. Next, angels do not marry or procreate. They do not marry. They do not go around looking for a girlfriend, nor do they procreate. Luke twenty-two thirty says, for in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like the angels in heaven. In other words, angels do not reproduce offsprings and have little baby angels with little wings flying all over the place. Okay? Okay? They say, ooh, look at that little baby. Some of y'all got little cupids, little angels. You see the little thing? Oh, isn't that cute? Some of y'all put them all in the windows and stuff. Uh, y'all, y'all, that's, it's, that's crazy. That's theologically incorrect. Uh, you can't get a male angel and a, and a male and a female angel and they have sex and then they have little baby angels and they look cupids and they, they plan their little harps and fly, fluttering their wings. That's, 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 that's make-believe stuff. Angels, a few more and I'll be done. Angels serve and protect believers. They serve and protect believers. Psalms 34, 7 says, the angel of the Lord, in, look, how much so? Psalms 34, 7 says, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. The angels camps around you and takes care of you. That's right. I believe a lot of times we walk out this hill. Oh, I walked out and nothing happened. I believe God off time put angels there, tapped the car, totaled the car, and hovers over you, and you can't see them in an invisible force, and you walk away bragging about how you got out unscathed, but you don't know angels. <laughs> I like that song. All night, all day, angels watch over me. Angels take over. Angels, angels. I believe in angels. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.